dudes, duders, dudettes, and everyone in between. I am Jesse Kester, and today I am joined by the one, the only, Mariko Lockridge. How are you doing? I am so good, and I'm so happy we're doing the intro for this one, because I literally was just at a clean tech incubator, and I came across mm-hmm. one of these entrepreneurs' products, Ooh. and I was super happy. Well, I, I realize we have come to the part in the miniseries where you just uh, stampede over my introduction. You <laughs> heisted control of this program already. <laughs> who who are we talking to? Um, we are talking with Kayoko-san, who yes, I yes. love and adore, and she is just the sweetest woman ever. Um, and her her podcast episode is probably all over the place. Uh, oh, it's beautifully she, all over the map. Delightful. It's, 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 it's wonderfully eccentric, which is one of the things I love about her. And um, I am really excited that we got to interview her because she brings a really interesting perspective where she's an entrepreneur who's actually trying to record history as it happens for future generations in a book that she publishes. A historically focused current day entrepreneur. This is almost like we're pivoting from week one of uh, historical perspective and into week two of entrepreneurs. It is. Wow. Did we plan that? (laughs) What a stunning coincidence. (laughs) Um, Kayoko, what is there to say? I just want to give them this episode as quickly as possible because it's so... She's a firecracker. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Uh, if, if you enjoy this episode, go back and listen to Nikita Bitch Project, the Japanese uh, burlesker, because I felt like there were a lot of uh, emotional parallels between these two women's stories of uh, growing up in Japan, mm-hmm. coming to America, discovering that they were... Uh, genetically Japanese, but felt more comfortable here, mm-hmm. getting quickly uh, fixated on, on an American life. Um, it, it, this story, I feel, is an important one mm-hmm. because I hear it more frequently from Japanese women than not who have been to America, that there's something about the freedom of expression, the freedom to be themselves, mm-hmm. that the, the, the breathing room is really, really welcome. And you, you will hear that Kayoko has claimed all the breathing room she wants in this world. <laughs> yeah. And I think also one of the reasons that we wanted to include Kayoko-san into this episode is not just because she's an entrepreneur and that she's included stories of Little Tokyo into her projects that's being released in uh, February of 2019, but... Um, the fact that she's actually Japanese, born and raised in Japan, but has mm-hmm. chosen to be an entrepreneur in the United States. Yes. And yes. some of the other entrepreneurs we speak with, like Carol um, or Darren Maki, they are Japanese Americans who are second or third or fourth generation Japanese Americans. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're not familiar with the Japanese American or Japanese immigrant community in the United States, you might think they're all the same. But you'll quickly realize throughout the series that yes. everyone has a way of defining themselves yes. within those communities yes. by very strict definitions. And if there's one takeaway I can give you is that uh, ethnic communities often have, to have their own way of kind of separating themselves or categorizing themselves yes. within the, what the outsider thinks is one group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That there are nuances to the experience that you mm-hmm. can't really perceive just by swinging by for a week. You got to talk to different people, and uh, more importantly, you got to listen to different people. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. So I am really happy that we included Kayoko-san in this, and she was able to make time despite being on a very pr- uh, strict printing schedule for this. Yes, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that she's flirting with me at the end, but uh, you just <laughs> listen to it. 
So without further ado, I give to you Kayoko San. Did you hear me through that whole intro being like a little punk not calling her San and you're being so honorific? <laughs> well, I have a lot of respect for her. I think what she decided to do as a woman, she's also mm-hmm. older than me, so I can imagine the barriers she had were much more difficult Yes, um, for her to make some of the the amazing life changes just on her passion. Um, So it's, and then the other thing I I want, I do want to say is a lot of times I think, um, unfortunately, because some of the women have to have had really had to fight with other women to get to the top where they're at. And they're not always willing to share that knowledge down. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, some will, but, you know, it's it's just a terrible thing that unfortunately they've we've pitted women against women <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in the fight to, to, to gain notoriety within um, certain positions or jobs. But Kayako-san is like this example of someone who's like so willing to share her information and f- like share it with openly with other people so that they can do their jobs and be better yes. entrepreneurs. And I really appreciate her. Um, she probably calls me a mentor. I call her my mentor. <laughs> it goes both ways. What you're saying is absolutely true. You are uh, so quickly in her world when you're talking to her. Mm-hmm. And it's such a warm welcome into into her world, her life, her art, her ideas, her way of seeing the world. It's it's That was further ado. I said no further ado. <laughs> Kayoko-san. Drops. Morpheus is fighting Neo! Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I am your host, Jesse Kester. Thrilled to have you on board. We are continuing our mega-long series on Little Tokyo, and today I am joined by the one, the only, the very illustrious... Kayoko Suzuki Lang. Welcome to the party, Kayoko. How are you? Good, how are you? Don't worry, the music is almost done. Morpheus Ooh. is done fighting Neo. I am sorry. That was way louder than I expected. Usually I like it's... It. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, then I'm not sorry at all. Um, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate your time. Oh, いそがしいところすみませんでした。ありがとうございます。いただいてありがとうございます。呼んでいただいて本当にこちらこそ we can spend the next hour saying thank you if you want. <laughs> Uh, What we like to do at the beginning of the show is something called five in five. So I will ask five questions and you have one minute to answer each question. Is that okay? Sure. And you will have a little beep that will go beep every time you are done. The minute is finished. Okay. Okay. Oh, here we go. You ready? Sure. Those are the beeps. Mm -hmm. Question one. Where did you grow up? And how did that affect your adulthood? I was born in Osaka, Japan, Mm -hmm. and raised in Nagoya, Tokyo, and Sendai. And I moved to New York when I was 25. And then I came to L.A. after that, long, long time later. (laughs) And now I'm here in L.A. Um, Did I answer to your question? You answered half of it. Uh. <laughs> How did that affect your adulthood growing up in Osaka, then Nagoya, then Tokyo, then Sendai? Good question. Well, um, moving around and from town to town, I think my um, childhood, I never stayed in one hometown moving around. So, you know, get adapted. Ooh! 
There it is. Oh, you get adapted. Time's up. I'm good. You ready for the next okay, question? Sure. What is the must-engage media, the book, the movie, the TV show, the album that everybody should listen to, watch, read, look at at least once in their life? That should be DTLA book. Ah, <laughs> a little bit of plugs at the beginning of the show. <laughs> what is the DTLA book? That is the book that I publish oh, annually okay. about downtown LA. What makes it so special? It is about, um, not about businesses or uh, places or where to eat. I mean, of course I cover that, but yeah. who is behind this business? Why okay. is there? And then also um, yearbook. It's so it's archiving mm-hmm. who's who and who's making it and why. Okay. And maybe people and business come and go. But if you go back to, to you know, two years ago and you can always look back and then see who made it. Beautiful. Moving on. All right. Question number three. Okay. What is the greatest source of joy in your life? Source of joy in my life. Oh, my God. Do you feel joy? Yes, I think it's just about everything. About oh, okay, okay. Earth. I was worried that there was oh nothing that caused you joy. <laughs> <laughs> everything. That's a much better answer than nothing. Being alive? That's a good one. Uh-huh. Eating, maybe? That's a good one, too. Uh-huh. And, uh... Sleeping? Always? Sleeping? No, not much. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Very happy to... So many people just say, oh, I love sleeping. Oh, no. Sun, sunlight. Or, no, sun, sunshine. Okay. Yeah? yeah, sunshine is great. L.A. is the perfect place for you, yeah. I think, if you sunshine. like sunshine. Beautiful. Everything brings you joy in this world. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, moving on to the next question in three, two, one. Question number four. What gets under your skin? What annoys you? What drives you crazy? In efficiency. All right, that's a perfect one. <laughs> Anything one else? Word. I love it. <laughs> done. <laughs> All right, moving on. You have one more question. Are you ready? Sure. How would you describe downtown LA to somebody who has never been here? Uh, b- 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 little Tokyo. How would you describe Little Tokyo? Oh, my goodness. Okay, Little Tokyo is. A little jewel mm-hmm. uh, of culture and history all packed in together. And the food and culture, people, um, warmness of people, past and future all mixed in together. And it's a wonderful place to walk around. Beautiful. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Finished? Yeah. Very uh, efficient. <laughs> and at the end of every five and five, we celebrate. Are you ready for the celebration? Okay. That's five and five, Yay. baby. You did it. Fantastic. And now, now we can slow down a little bit. Okay. I want to go back to Osaka. Then I want to go to Nagoya. Then I want to go to Tokyo. Then I want to go to Sendai. How, how old were you when you left Osaka? Three. So I okay, don't so no much. real memories. Of, of, and then uh, uh, Nagoya, how long were you there? Nine. Okay, what, what's Nagoya like growing up? That's, is that Inaka? You no, know, it's in between Tokyo and Osaka. Okay. So, if you imagine somewhere like 
let's say, equivalent to American city to Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. It's big enough. Bigger than actually, you know, Seattle. Yeah. Let's say. Seattle is Sendai. Okay. I mean, Sendai okay. is Seattle. Yes. So if you ima- imagine Chicago. Okay. And nine years but old but elementary school. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it good growing up there? I mean, are you having fun? Not much. Okay. Um, I didn't like school over okay. there. So Why not? Much. I don't know. Maybe just more like um, in the middle of the city and mm-hmm. not so much nature. Mm-hmm. I love teachers though, but okay. I don't think it was really good um, for kids to yeah. just, you know, playing in a concrete. Yeah, jungle. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had more trees and parks and beautiful nature. So you get none of that in Tokyo. None of them, not in in uh, Nagoya. I thought we were talking about. Nagoya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even after Nagoya, after when you get Nagoya, to Tokyo, yeah, it's just right. it's worse oh, after oh, yes. that. Tokyo is, of course, yes, even just Tokyo more of a concrete. Worse, worse, yes. How long? How old were you when you left Tokyo? I was fifteen. No, wait. From twelve to fifteen, I was in Tokyo. Okay. Are you starting to have fun? Like, are you enjoying being a teenager? No, no not okay. at all. But I start playing tennis. Okay. Competitive tennis. I believe so you. So became very competitive and also tired every day. Okay. Just practicing, practicing every day. Now, was that with the school club or was? Were it was you, a school. Yeah, okay. Junior high. Were you good? Mm, not that good. Okay. Um, but you know, motivated to go there every day, mm-hmm. every morning, and practice, practice, practice. So it was really nice. But I had to take train mm-hmm. from home. Where, which which area are you? It was living? Kunitachi, where oh, the okay. suburb area. Yep, yep, yep. And I was living with my grandparents for two years. Not with years. your parents. No, my parents. So your parents were, were still back in Nagoya. No, they moved on to Sendai. So they went ahead to Sendai, Sendai and you stayed in, in Tokyo. Tokyo. Why did they leave you in Tokyo? I think they were, they wanted me to have more stable life mm-hmm. and a good school. Okay. And um, Are you going to private school or public? Yeah, it was a private school. Wait, which one? Toho. Oh, okay, okay. Very Toho good. Toho and, and, yeah. So Kunitachi has boys school in Tokyo, mm-hmm. uh, Kunitachi, and then it was Sengawa is another one for girls. So you're going to an all-girls school. Yeah. yeah any any good friends? Take... Like, are you, you keep in touch with anyone no, or not no. really? Unfortunately, because I moved to Sendai, uh, the sir, uh, what what is going to be? Eighth grade? Mm-hmm. Wait, junior high, third. Is third? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Moved yeah. to Sendai then, and then I went to Christian school. Oh my god. Oh, I have so many questions right now. <laughs> first, all of girls all, school. Okay, so the first question is: uh, Now you're fifteen. You're sixteen. You're seventeen. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to feel like you fit in in school in Japan? Are you feeling comfortable yet? No, never been comfortable. I always have to adapt, and then. Always, you know, mean girls around you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time you move school, you have to adapt or be adapted. But yeah, that's have to be liked. This is a great <laughs> opportunity because, like, I lived in Japan for 10 years. Oh. And if you fit in in Japan, you will be so happy. Right. But if you don't fit in, you are on the outside. That's right. And I'm trying to figure out if you felt like you fit in or if you felt like you're on the outside growing up. I'm actually a weirdly sort of a hybrid case because I was playing tennis. So I was Mm -hmm. a jog. Jock. Mm -hmm. What do you call it? Jock. Jock. You got it. Yeah. 
at the same time, I was into beauty, like, you know, dressing up or... Do like you a, have like any hair. photos from high school when you were dressing up and being all fashion No, not really. No, okay, I'm sure you do, but, but I won't argue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was very strict school, mm-hmm. in Christian school in Sendai. So you were not allowed to wear hair dryers. We were not allowed to change your hair colors. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to put makeup on. The skirt has, skirt to has to stay has below to be the, the knees yes, kind of and thing. And then the teacher would measure your skirt. Are you kidding? And they measure the width of your bags. Um, every week of your bangs, the hair, yeah. oh, or the, sorry, the bag, um, uh, your the school, school bag. bag. Oh, be, you because can't put too many books to, and papers. No, you're in supposed it. to put a lot of books in there. If you don't put enough, enough in, they get angry. No, no. And then also back then, for some weird reason, very popular things to do is flatten your school bag. Yeah. <laughs> You kids were so bad. So crazy. And then you will have additional bag um, outside of the flat bag. Mm-hmm. And for weirdest reason, I don't know if you anybody's listening to this, but it will it will give you a flashback. But it was nineteen like early eighties or seventies. Mm-hmm. There was a Madison Garden mm-hmm. bag from New York. Yeah, yeah. Madison Garden bag was so popular that everybody has to carry it. Uh huh. Can you outside. carry it at your at I your school? I didn't own it. I okay. didn't. I didn't have it, and it's just my biggest regret. In I'm life is not having a medicine <laughs> garden. I was just kidding. You have lived a good <laughs> life. If that's the one regret, <laughs> kidding. Um, but yeah, so that was my life. So everybody, there's a rule, and then mm-hmm. rule to be broken. Yep, yep. yep. And people, uh, girls. I mean, we were really how to. I, we spent so much time. How to break the rule but not get caught? Yeah, yeah, it's a very Such important a waste of time. Very important work <laughs> when you're a teenager. Do you? I have a quick question. Sure. Do you know the movie Omoide Poroporo? No. Okay. Poroporo, no. You're making me remember that film because you're oh, telling yeah. very specific stories about specific years <laughs> and what was in fashion. Yeah. It's anyway not important to this no. conversation. Okay. Sendai is more countryside, though, right? That's or correct. is it still yeah, a city? Northern part of. Okay. So it's like equivalent to Seattle. Okay. That kind of city. And you're in Sendai City, or what? Yeah. Okay. I was in the city, but okay. yeah, there's no hmm, suburbs. Uh, yeah. Why did your parents bring you up finally? What was? Were you sick of Tokyo? Was it? Did you ask them, or did they just say it's time? Or I think it's a mixture of something that my grandparents are getting older, uh, okay. and then also I wasn't happy, mm-hmm. um, and then also. Um, my parents bought house. Oh, congratulations! And I, we got puppies, and oh, okay, so I wanted okay. to be there. Yeah, uh, I was crying, and and then I, they called me, and then I, you, so you want to, you know, live in Sendai? It's northern part. It's Inaka, yeah. you know, countryside, and you'll be happy. And I, yeah, I think so. But you have to go to Christian school. And I'm why? Like, why Christian school? Were they Christians, I or did they just think that it was the best way to get yeah, you educated? Right. Is a Protestant. This is not Catholic. It's Protestant okay. school, and we read Bible every morning at the chapel. Did you believe any of it? Did you? D- well, it's not about believing. It's more like uh, um, studying other okay. culture. Really? Almost like okay. That. It was interesting. Do you have any faith? Do you talk to God at all, no. or not really? <laughs> not really. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> yeah, but I understand. You know, yeah. like coming to the states or uh, reading literature, 
you know, we got fundamental understanding of this religious. I mean, this country is very religious. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I got background of, you know, some, some basics. About, yeah, yeah. So you can understand yeah. when the other, when the religious people are talking, you know yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah, I could you say can talk amen. to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know when to say amen. <laughs> Do you know when to say hallelujah? Yeah. I could actually sing hallelujah. Which one? The Oh, okay. I was thinking the Leonard Cohen, the hallelujah. No, that that's no. that's my favorite hallelujah <laughs> yeah, song. That's right. That's gorgeous. You graduate high school. Do you stay for college in Japan or do you go to where? College in Japan. So it's a, we call it elevator school. So we would enter to this Christian school. Then basically you would elevate it to the, from high school to the college in Entirely. So, are you getting good years. grades? Are you a good student? I was okay. Okay, I believe yeah, you. I believe it was you. was kind of, you know, above average and playing good tennis. Yeah, yeah. I won some inter high school um, competition, so they, not I bad. Think not I bad. Was okay. So, <laughs> what what college do you go to? What's the name of it? Miyagi Gakuen Women's I, College in Sendai. Everything has been a girls' school so far. Yeah. 10 years of girls' school. Why did you go to, uh, just comfortable? When you get to college, you get a choice, don't you? Like, you can start. Not really. Not really. Your parents are still yeah, well, kind of deciding for they you? They were really liberal. Like, they let me do whatever I wanted. Okay. Though. So, it wasn't strict. Okay. So, you just prefer. I didn't even feel like I chose my. Um, okay. So that's a good one. You know, I became, I'm a late bloomer. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I came to the States, that was when I started kind of becoming me. Yes. So this is. it's not about, I I'm, I was really like a little bit amoeba, like organic, some creature that mm -hmm. didn't know so much. Like the caterpillar. It's then a, you yeah, become the butterfly I, in New York yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> Not even. It's just like a little, a little organic a little bug thing. Yeah. Who plays tennis? <laughs> Never plays tennis. <laughs> so you go. What do you go? What do you go to college for? What are you studying? It was English literature. Why? Uh, I guess I. I had to say I was interested in English speaking environment, mm -hmm. but I didn't know that. But somewhat, I was led to do that. Now that you know that, why were you interested? Why? Do you know what the, just sometimes, yeah, yeah, what the attraction call it was? Yeah, sometimes I'm really good at following my gut. Mm -hmm. And I believe in somewhat fate. Mm -hmm. And if I've been really raw and open to it, and then I think somebody or something guiding you. And I'm pretty intuitive to that. Okay. Almost like my need of my life is following my gut. Yeah. And that's why I'm thankful that I'm alive. And then also I'm thankful that I'm here. It's a religious talk now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I take chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your guide is your gut, then yeah, yeah. you are lucky to be alive because yeah. it's I'm all on lucky you. One. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. yeah. So you're studying uh, English literature. Yes, that was... What, how do you get to New York? Is that an exchange program or do you graduate and you think like, I want to, I want to try all this English literature in America? Well, like, coming to the New York was a man. Oh my, <laughs> tell me more. Uh, met this guy who... In Sendai? Or? In Sendai and he was living half 
in Sendai and mm-hmm. half in New York. And I never met anybody who's just so cosmopolitan, you know, and they know so much and they speak fluent English. And, and oh my God, I was mm. like so attracted to him. And then I, I basically, you know, took invitation. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, why, why don't you come to New York? And, and then I never thought that is going to be my lifetime, like a life change, mm-hmm. that moment. Like okay, you go I'm to visit him yeah. just to gonna, a week or two weeks or something? And, and I was going to visit him and he insisted because mm-hmm. I was back then 24 years old and then I started working. I already graduated school, college, and I was working at advertising agency and he, he saw me overworked yeah. without knowing what I'm capable of or even seeing the world yet. I didn't even have a passport. Yep. So he was kind of telling me that, you know, you should see the world and it's going to be good for you. Yeah. And yeah trust yeah. me and come. And I, okay. <laughs> was this the first time you felt in love? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think my pure puppy love was like, when I was eight, <laughs> eight and twelve, like who was your poor, four pure years, puppy I love at eight, wanted, eight years oh old? My God, and it? I wanted to kiss him every every day. I was like, that was my like four year obsession. Like how from I eight can, to twelve? Yeah. Who was this? You don't have to say a name. Was he? Oh, he was so handsome and charismatic. Was he like a singer? He's, somebody you no, knew? No, he's in the same class. Okay. Yeah, I'm in love with this boy. <laughs> I was, and and according to my our mothers, like oh, they like each other. Oh, so they knew you were you were no <laughs> know, good at keeping but they secrets. Would, would never like you know confirm or mm-hmm. holding hands, but they were always hanging out and and obsessed about kissing him every day. Have you <laughs> talked to him since then? Does he know no, that you, that no, he was no. your first puppy love? Oh, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Okay. Moving on to New York City. You right. you arrive in New York City. You're going there for vacation for like 10 days or is, are you planning to try to start a life? Is it like 3 months and try to find a job? What oh, when so you, New York. How do I you arrive as J- a tourist or yeah, so you um, there's two two separate times. So okay, first okay, time, okay. First time in New York was only ten days. Oh no, less than ten days. Seven days. That's very short. Very With short. Jet lag, so you lose two you days lose for three, yeah, two to, three to three try days to recover. Already. But then I managed to go to Jamaica too for one night or two nights. Jamaica, the town, not the country. Jamaica, the yeah, the island in the Caribbean. Oh, okay. So the country, not Jamaica, no, New York. No, Jamaica, no, no, Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. Okay. Like you know, last. But so. I was there too, and that was more uh, interesting for me to go to Jamaica than New York All back right. then. And I never thought that New York would heal me, or you know, what I mean, like I don't, I didn't attract it to go to another big city. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm such a drag. But oh, but I'm gonna go to Jamaica. So New York is on its way, yeah. on my way, and then I'm gonna see that city. Okay, but then. I fell in love. I just completely fell in love with the city because of the individuality that everybody has or the freedom. And then I, first time, Mm -hmm. I felt like, oh my God, I can find myself here. Or maybe I can become me. Yeah, yeah. And that was a feeling that I was riding on a 
train, metro train, subway. Yep, yep, yep. And everybody has like long nail, different color of skin. And then people are dressing nice to bad, to jeans, to shoes, to flip flops, to everything. And then, wow, you know, my yeah, background yeah, yeah. was. I told you about measuring the skirts. Measuring the skirts, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, individuality was nothing there when I was growing up. So when I felt that mm-hmm. on my skin and eyes, I was just, I couldn't believe what I felt. Yeah. And this is a freedom, it's like. Yeah, yeah. And I can choose to be whoever I want and whomever I want to be. So, yeah. So, okay, so the guy you came to visit, was he happy to hear this news or was he suddenly worried that he, was he very had worried. inherited a new <laughs> responsibility? I'm like, okay, but I left, right? So Yeah, yeah, the you have the, the ticket to Jamaica. And, then, and so, then on the way back, so I had to add this crazy story. So on mm-hmm. the way back to Japan, Tokyo, um, in-flight movie, mm-hmm. right, back then. Northwest Airline. Uh, in flight movie was Working Girl, Melanie Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Remember that? It was a success story of this like really like, country girl become, you know, and I was just, this That's is me. it. That's me. That's me. Give me that. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> so I was just, when I arrived to Narita Airport, mm-hmm. I made up my mind. Said, okay. I'm going back. Okay. I'm going back. I'm going to be like her. Okay. And I'm going to work uh, to, mm-hmm. because I didn't have money. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm going to look for myself. I'm going to go back. I become me yeah. over there. What did you find? <laughs> what, who was you? You lived 25 years as not completely you. I wasn't you. me. Who, who were you? Like, what did you find in yourself then? Um, it's just a struggle of every day. I mean, I think it's a lot of teenagers going through that anyway. You mm-hmm. know, before Some people know. Some people are so adamant. About, they are so clear who yeah. they become and they want to be. Some people are lost. And yeah. I wasn't lost because I was a tennis girl. I was very, you know, active, everything. And I was happy, rather happy child. But yeah. I didn't have this, I don't know. Um, like, a, like an incomplete yeah, feeling Yeah, I felt or something, like or? I was squished into the mold. And mm-hmm. I have to always be somebody. And that mold was completely taken away mm-hmm. after I moved to the States. And you can finally like move your yeah, arms I, and, yeah. and move and your I'm heart. Just, I can be some, I can be anybody. I can be myself and who am I? And yeah. then I can start. But there was a struggle because I didn't speak. Oh yeah, speak. of course it's a struggle. I didn't speak any, you know, good English. Yeah. I mean, even though I learned English literature, that yeah. was my major. Literature my, is not speaking. No, they are no, different, reading. different skills. Yes. The, by the way, my uh, thesis was mm-hmm. um, Scarlet Letter by mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yep, yep. And that was kind of basis of this country, basically. Um, and um, I sometimes I really refer to, I'm, I think about the book mm-hmm. often, especially nowadays. <laughs> Just a side, side, you know. Mm-hmm. Just an aside. Side, yep. side, yep. side, side, yep. side, yep. side, yep. But am I answering to the question? Yeah, I yeah. Agree. So you, you, you're working in New York. What are you doing? Oh, so the first time I went to, to New York was, of course, I had to learn English. So I took English classes at Hunter College. And um, 
Yeah. Are you still with the guy, or is he no. a memory already? No. Okay. Should I go to that completely like no, different no, line? No, no, no. It's actually it's. Interesting. I'm more interested in in your growth as a person. No, but you know what though, this is a part of me. So let's talk about that. So okay. he was a very sort of like a popular playboy mm-hmm. type, mm-hmm. and so many girls, so many. Mm-hmm. And he has a main girlfriend, and then there's another girlfriend, and so many. And yeah. then we basically accepted that. Yeah, fact. yeah. And even this like number one girlfriend was, oh, okay. So I met her. It's just really weird. Yeah. Culture, Casanova yeah, kind of yep, culture. Yep, yep. And it's not basically long. Um, so you asked me a question earlier about, Hey, was he worried about you coming back? And yeah. yes, he yes. was. Yes. Right. So I wasn't I was staying with him, but mm-hmm. eventually he said, Hey, you're gonna have to move out and you're gonna find your place. And I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did was I called up one of the girlfriends. Are you serious? I'm serious because I heard that she's coming to, mm-hmm. you know, meet him and then I overheard it. And it's like, hey. So I <laughs> gave her a phone call and hey. You know, you're gonna eventually have to be kicked out, and <laughs> so, like me, like everybody else. So let's make a plan. Let's make a plan, and why don't we become roommates? Perfect. Yes. Perfect. So we found an apartment in Queens, Astoria. That is so sweet. Three hundred fifty dollars per person because we, five other Japanese girls were living there, and we were there. That is such a lovely uh, crazy solution story. to us. Uh, Very uh, crazy story. <laughs> an interesting problem, <laughs> right? Okay, so I'm glad that I actually shared yeah. this crazy story. <laughs> so what are you what are you doing? Like, um, I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is the line from uh, New York City to publishing downtown LA. Uh, what are you doing in New York that moves you in that direction? It's a good question. So um, I. What I do now, I'm a mm-hmm. graphic designer, art director, and creative director, and I'm making this book, DTLA uh, book. I'm a publisher also, because mm-hmm. I have a business partner and publishing this book. But my background, more than 18 years mm-hmm. of uh, a career, is devoted to magazine or publishing. Oh, okay, so, so you were working in, in magazines, in, magazines in, in New York City. And I luckily landed at the job, at, um, landed the first job. Mm-hmm. As a graphic designer, well, actually, I call it a scanner girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we scan pictures, and back in the day, they have slides and you know prints. Oh yeah, and they're still doing everything on right. film. It was 1998, and I was uh, my job was at GQ, American GQ. Are you kidding? Conde Nast, yes. That's not a bad place to be no, working. see, I told you I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good job to get. Yeah. So that was after that. I Are you learned, enjoying um, it? Is oh, it like, is, it's... It was, it was um, beyond of joy. Okay. I finally found that something that I can learn mm-hmm. with love. Yep, 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 yep. It's different from playing tennis. Yeah, competitively. Yeah, 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 yeah. And nothing like I was also tried advertising agency to also I tried travel agency. Mm-hmm. That was my first job in New York. It wasn't really, I wasn't good at it. Yeah. I wasn't happy 
I could pull, well, but I can imagine job like was amazing. If I call you, you're a travel agent, and I say like, should I go to Idaho? You might say, no, nah, not really. It's stupid over there. <laughs> you might be a little too honest for travel agent work. <laughs> true, true. There's no uh, diplomatic side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you don't want to go there. It's really boring. You should stay home. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for calling, though. Um, what about it? What? Why do you like GQ? Why did I like? Yeah, what 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 freedoms do you have there? Oh my goodness! Okay, so the the freedom we have takes a lot of money mm-hmm. and understanding to create a special world. And we, I was lucky to witness this golden age of printing and publishing. Yes, yeah, it it's was just about to finish. Right, they're still because making digital, money. Yeah, digital yeah. was coming, and we didn't know that back then. It was. That I didn't mean, come no, up in the office yet. No, not yet. And it was like just about starting email. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can email people no, to tell them to buy the magazine. Yeah. This will be great. And remember MP4? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't have to have a CD-ROM. Like, you actually can stream music without any physical stuff. I remember the MP3 right? was landing. Yes. was landing. And then it was just happening while I was in GQ. So, it just... We have amazing transform. Like you know, I, I witness everything that it was yeah. before and after. So the magazine is still making money. The internet is just giving you possibility. Exactly. Like this is stuff that can happen. Yes. No idea. No idea. So what's, ha- what's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. Old fashioned and also like new up and coming technology, and we're still enjoying this old you know madman era yeah. that was yeah. dying out of this. But uh, you didn't know it was dying. No, we didn't know. So we have almost almost mm-hmm. unlimited expenses that's and insane yes. to think of a, a magazine with with a, a good ex- expense budget yes, now right. is like a 20, insane thirty thousand dollars photo shoots amazing photographers yeah. and we are encouraged to go to museums during the day or you know go out lunch and have martinis and yeah because you know, yeah. it is flying. gq like yeah. it's a lifestyle, lifestyle magazine exactly. you have to know the lifestyle yes. to talk about yes and then if you don't play you cannot put that thing out yeah, right? Because yeah. that's a lifestyle. So they were encouraging us to spend, 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 and then also enjoy, enjoy, play, 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 but work hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get you the job done, make hard, it excellent. But then you play hard too. And that was encouraged, and we have budget. That's that. amazing. I thought that was, we. I didn't know that was going to finish. Like, yeah, the, the, the party was ending very soon. <laughs> nobody told us, nobody warned us, um, mm. but that was... That were was you it. there for the kind of decline or were you out before print well, started dying? Yeah, I was there. At, I think it's just the hardest hit was 2009. Um, mm-hmm. Around the time... And I, you're still working there in 2009? Uh, no, it was, I was actually hopping around different magazines to different magazines. Oh, okay. So okay. after GQ, I became even better. I got the better job within the same uh, company, mm-hmm. Contenast. But it was a boring magazine called uh, Golf for Women. Like, really? You know, the, Golf yeah, for Women Golf is women. less interesting than GQ. <laughs> <laughs> you and McGregor never comes by <laughs> Golf for Women, does he? <laughs> Not really, right? No. But I got Sharon Stone on the cover, though. That's not and bad. Ivanka Trump. Oh really? You knew her before she was... No, like, she was a cover girl. But okay. Did, were you working there when she came through? Yeah. And was she Trump she was already? Tr- she, was- she was Trump, and then she had this uh, line, and so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, 
I was for the golf magazine. Golf magazine, golf for women magazine. Okay. And then I worked also at Essence magazine, where Obama was elected. So I'm always lucky to have going through these amazing places yeah. in the right timing, and. I don't know how to explain it. I'm, yeah, I've been just really like happy. right place, right I'm time. Follow the guts. Yep, good, you have a good gut. Can I borrow your gut? Yeah, for like a while? five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> just for a couple ideas on what I want to do in the next year or so. Um, so why do, you, why do you leave New York then? If you're having the party of a lifetime, jumping from magazine, hanging out with Obama, hanging out with Ivanka Trump, right? Partying um, with GQ. I came from New York to LA. Yeah, That's why did you leave? Why was the scene well, dying? Yeah, or? scene was dying. Getting laid off almost every magazine I go to, and quickly lose jobs, and, and getting yeah. tired of it. And it was shrunk, shrunk, shrunk. Everybody's lower getting low, yep, 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 lower yep. budget, long hours, tighter schedules. Right. Yep. So I shift my gear. To, I don't know if you remember this, but there's a one thing called iPad magazine. <laughs> no, I do not remember iPad magazine. <laughs> there was actually iPad. iPad is still around. I mean, but who uses iPad nowadays? But when iPad came in, that was like, mm-hmm. wow, you can touch and you can read. Remember that? Yeah, 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 So I, I was going to. Oh my God, I'm, I'm not gonna stay in print. I'm gonna do this digital. But oh yeah, so yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're like, we're gear. gonna have a video of the car yeah. in this article instead of a photo of the car, and this will keep us alive forever. <laughs> the business will never go anywhere. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. That's we fixed so, it. So yeah. how long did you work in the iPad magazine? industry about they were pushing that for like a year they yes, like they years, really years. thought that but it's, no nobody cared nobody, nobody cared. really so but i made so many templates for mm-hmm. people because yeah. it, it, same software it's yeah. called indesign oh, yeah, i yeah, use, yeah. use that in, you use I got indesign, it, I got indesign. Yeah. i'm not good so, at it yeah, but yeah so indesign is the software to create app yeah Adobe created that. Yeah. Like sponsors. Um, but it's um, more like uh, I don't do HTML. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah, yeah. do any like coding or developing stuff. So this is sort of like geeky side of me can be satisfied and also feel like I'm advanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And all your Feeling friends who don't know technology, they, like, oh, Kayoko knows everything about InDesign. You can ask her. She'll tell you InDesign. But anyway, so I did that. Excellent. It. But then, um, so one of the jobs mm-hmm. was um, Billboard uh, magazines. They okay. wanted to transfer to, to iPad version. And yep. then the Hollywood Reporter comes and then I made the pen template. Mm-hmm. Also Esquire's template too. So I made a bunch of templates, men's health. And, and are you a freelancer now? I was freelancer, okay. yeah. So then um, Hollywood Reporter said, hey, would you be interested in to, you know, coming to LA? And mm-hmm. there's a spot. So that was it. Okay. And I came. And now you come here, and you're you you take a job, or are you still a freelancer when you get here? I was free. Oh, when I get here, I was full time. Okay. Yeah. And then when do you start to break off into like when do you start getting your own ideas of what you want to build? Yeah. So as you can see now, that is like who reads iPad magazines, yeah. right? And then it was dying out so quickly that the gear that I shifted was wrong gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I realized. Yeah, your gut yeah, wasn't exactly, so no. smart, was yeah, it? Exactly. So sometimes, you know, I make a mistake. Yeah, but it but still got it? you to LA. Yeah, so yeah, something always good comes. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I 
I stopped missing prints mm-hmm. so much about how you work and working with editors and writers mm-hmm. and photographers mm-hmm. again, collaboration. And I also was really itching about, oh, I can, maybe I should do something by myself. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been always in a corporate world for a long time and then I can do something. I should do something. And then LA or DTLA, it sort of gave me this inspiration mm-hmm. and uh, like the actual downtown LA, like yeah. the place, not yeah. not a company or a business. Yeah. No, or, no, no, downtown LA, downtown just, LA energy here. Yeah, walking around, walking driving around, around, and the people meeting people, and they are making something here. And remember, New York is going through this a lot of changes there too, yeah. gentrification beyond gentrification, and uh, everybody's sort of like you know, I don't want to use the word slave, but it's more like very survival mode yeah and people yeah. cannot afford to make something by themselves no when when apartments are three thousand five thousand exactly. dollars a month you right. are in so you survival are, mode yeah, exactly. you're not comfortable you're yeah. never relaxed you never have two mm-hmm. months of rent in right? your bank account yeah and then a half of the year is like snowing and yeah. dark and yeah so la <laughs> on the other hand optimism in the air um la and dtla especially like have this whole package about history, optimism, energy, young talent, creativity. Everything was here. And I thought, I thought about uh, a lot about how can I ride on this beautiful wave or be part of it? And then how about I'm going to not only be part of it, I'm going to make. Yeah. How can you push the wave forward? How can you be a part of the momentum, not just riding the wave, but making the wave? Yeah. Basically it's just, I will become more like reporter at the same time Mm -hmm. and archive this moment. And, uh, the reason I use the word archive Mm -hmm. is that because I've seen it, I've seen what happened to Brooklyn. I lived in the past 10 years before I came to to LA and um, gentrification and all that beauty thing, beautiful stuff is or creativity can be banished if you are not careful. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I and then I think is a lot of people wanted to also who was the people who originally started making it? Who were yeah. the people? And then I wanted to put face on these things. So DTLA is going through this like amazing transformation, and I thought it's my job to archive it and yeah. put the faces in behind the businesses and and energy and if I can capture the energy and show that energy through the book and print book that mm-hmm. I actually love to express um, I thought it's going to be business I mean beautiful thing so I yeah so you I'm kind of initiated this project or yeah. was there was no DTLA coffee no. table book before no. What's the process? How do you get this thing off the ground? Like, are you just going to businesses saying, I have an idea for a book? Do you want to join? Or like, how do you pitch this? How do you develop this? Um, yeah, so the idea comes to my mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that. And then, who? okay, all I know is print book that the magazine world and how to make living was actually relying on advertisement. Okay. Right? So I couldn't completely... Um, forget about that possibility because I'm really commercial yeah, designer yeah, in yeah, a way. Yeah. So I thought that I should embrace it. So I, I made a phone call mm-hmm. to um, a woman who I happen to know from previous job who is in LA and she's doing sales. 
and uh, hey, do you want to be my partner? And I'm yeah. cooking this idea. What do you think? And then she's like, oh, that's great. Why don't we do that? And then so we start, you know, discussing ideas. And then after a year and a half later, mm-hmm. we got the first book. That's awesome. A year and a half <laughs> is really fast. Yeah. From like, hey, you want to try this to here's the finished book. That's really fast. <laughs> how much of the design are you doing in this book? Like how, how much? 100% from like page to page. Like okay. From cover you're to doing cover. the layout. You're doing the, yeah, the photo shoots. Yep. And then also shape up the stories and yep. what kind of stories should be in there. Yep. And, and then the hiring um, staff yep. and uh, my strengths is of course is the connection that I you know worked with in the past so I call up some p- people and then I'm looking for a great editor and yeah. great writer and and you know all these people because you've been jumping oh, from magazine to right. magazine in New so York you have the network in place already right, yeah. even though you're on the west coast like there's some people coming back and forth there's always right, yeah. you got you got the you got the network <laughs> the book feels good Good. Oh, like to hold you. it. Like it, it, I believe that you come from uh, uh, years of experience in kind of elegant publishing. Like the paper feels good. The book feels heavy. It's uh. it's nice to. How involved are you in the paper choosing and the cover choosing and the weight and the size and the? Is that all on your plate too? Yeah, that was everything. That's on madness. My plate. So we could make it smaller or bigger or thicker mm-hmm. or thinner. Yeah, it's up to us. But we went to Chicago for a book fair and mm-hmm. sort of shop around uh, the vendors and printing uh, people that who had booths. Yep. So we talked to them and that was a great experience because uh, I found a perfect match. We did. And then uh, they're in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, but they print the prices and then also the quality and attention to the details that we love. So we picked them. Awesome. And then we, we, uh, this is our third issue coming up. Congratulations. Uh, Is there anything special in the new third edition that differentiates it from the previous two? Ooh, I am going Maybe is there a new district that you're talking about? It's actually a district in a way in the past, but this not so many people knows about. Uh, It's called Bronzeville. Bronzeville, that Bronzeville, Bronzeville. Uh, that's not that's not little Tokyo, is it? It's, is it? All right, now we are finally <laughs> at the reason we're having this interview. So, little Tokyo, not in the first two editions, not really a focus. What what brought you to little Tokyo this time? What did you see there that you that, that caught your eye? Little Tokyo is something. Of course, I'm from Japan, but. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I'm not little Tokyo Japanese. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're a very different Japanese. I'm a, I'm a Japanese from Japan. Yeah, you are not Issei, Nisei, or Sansei. No. You are Neisei. Neisei, <laughs> yeah, zero say. So I'm very... Uh, I guess I, I don't know anything about the history. I realize that I don't know enough so about... So you come to L.A. and yeah. you're everywhere except for Little Tokyo. Right. And then, I, oh my God, I should know about this culture. Mm-hmm. And I should dig it. And then yeah. I should also make a story about it. I guess it's kind of the... it feels pretty japanese here. Like it is a Shotengai. Yeah. So if you're in love with L.A. and you're in love with downtown L.A., I can understand why it's like, this yeah. is just where I came from. This right. Is- so I, it's almost like I'm covering a little Tokyo from the first book, of course. I mean, there's so yeah. many eateries and, and a great thing. And then I know, so I'm, it's more 
more pages than other food and you know, yeah. drink places anyway in mm-hmm. my book. But strangely, I, I felt like, oh, but I don't know anything about it. I felt the uh, need to dig a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, something called me at that like I should probably know better than just a uh, you know ramen shop and and sushi restaurant, mm-hmm. and uh, I realized is so many different um, it, the history of um, Japanese immigrant here mm-hmm. that we don't learn as a Japanese in Japan. Yeah. So it's not in a textbook so much, and so wow. This is just so different, mm-hmm. and I should learn about that. And then, in school, do they talk about the Japanese American experience at all during the war? Like, is there any mention of the very Japanese? few? I okay. think it's very small mention. Also, it's like there's it. It feels this is just my opinion, and I could be wrong. That there's no political benefit to teach all. Like Japan has a good relationship with America. America has a good relationship with Japan. Mm. When I was in high school, we didn't really talk about Hiroshima.、Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like we don't need to tell these kids about the men, the bad parts of it.、Right. Let's not focus on that too、mm-hmm. much. Let's talk about Hitler. That's <laughs> something like kind of big and sexy, and we can all hate Hitler <laughs> the same today as we did back、all、when.、Right. And I wonder if it's the same thing, like the the Japanese, the concentration camps, the Pearl Harbor. If they just like, let's not bring that up. That let's、enemy. stay、oh, friends at this、right. point. I mean, you understand, Japanese people are just very much about polite and、yeah. modest, and it's yeah, not very.、Yeah. Um, a, A character of Japanese people's mindset to keep, you know, bringing up the、um, dark past, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. want to move on and、yeah. think positively, and we don't complain about so much. I mean, it's not a complaining; it's a part of history, so it's、yeah. important to tell the history. But then, it's very difficult for,、um, you know. Make a positive spin of it, and and、yeah. communication for Japanese. I think、um, Japanese are a little bit.、Um, I don't know. Expression, self-expression, is not、um, highest priority in Japanese、uh, society. Yeah, and so yeah. I think it's just more like a secondary、mm. thing, and then maybe just、uh, facts are sort of blurted out and. And then disappearing or something.、Yeah. And also, I feel like in Little Tokyo, I don't know if you saw any of this in your studying. There is a a lot of activism. I feel in the '60s, the '70s, the '80s,、mm-hmm. the '90s, even through today. There's there's a, a sense of activism in the community.、Mm-hmm. But the feeling I get is that it's all kind of forward thinking activism, and there's not really much time to talk about the. Past, yeah, yeah, that's it, right. It's all like, what's next? What are we doing next? What what?、Mm-hmm. How do we fix the next problem? What's、right. the next thing? And、uh, yeah, that's all good. So, what do you discover? This is not my time to talk. This is yours. <laughs> no, but it's it's important to to know sometimes.、Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad that you're pointing out and sharing this,、uh, you know, interesting, you know, part of or tendency of Japanese people because you were there, so you understand how it's like. But I think it's important to. Keep talking about history, and yes, yes,、um, yes. other than that, I mean, you know, current administration. I mean, thinking about young people who doesn't know about history, then 
who will tell the story. And then history is always comes from human behavior and yep. then as the dark past, but it was we are all capable making something bad. I believe you can so, learn more about this current administration mm -hmm. reading history books right. than you can reading news articles about this current that's, administration. That's right. It Go is. back to the books on World War One, World War Two, how the world was politically, financially, what was going on between countries in Europe and right. the rest of the world. It's so easy to learn about today. That's from the, completely <laughs> true. So Bronzeville. Yeah, let's talk about Bronzeville because this is something I did not know about in until yeah. uh, until we started talking. Yeah, it is echoing to what can happen mm -hmm. or could happen or could have happened if you're not careful or might happen. Or might be happening in the early stages of right now. Exactly. But different races or yep. maybe. But it's exactly the same um, tendency of evilness uh, on... Ignoring equality to uh, or diversity mm -hmm. of the culture and single out certain race that happened to the era. And then really strangely, Bronzeville. Okay, Bronzeville was in little Tokyo. Mm -hmm. The Bronzeville is Little Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. And, but Little Tokyo was vanished by um, the government, actually. I mean, after the Pearl Harbor was attacked, and the Japanese has to go to um, the camps. And when that happened, was... That is... It's something I think about sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. if you cut off my arm, I'm still me. If you cut off both of my arms and both mm -hmm. of my legs, I'm still me. Mm -hmm. If you cut off... 90% of my body, but I can still think and I can still speak. If all I am is a, a head mm -hmm. that's talking, I'm still me. Mm -hmm. If you take every Japanese person out of Little Tokyo, what is it? Is it still Little Tokyo? Yeah. If all of the, the arms and the legs are cut off dur during World War II, what is it? So, and I think you found a bit of an... What is, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> what is Bronzeville? So little Tokyo, yeah, Little Tokyo was ghost town for a while, but then they were thinking, oh my God, all the landlord was losing all the renters and it's ghost town. And yeah. okay, so people were saying, why don't we bring like a, you know, Latino, make Latino community here? Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. But instead, it was 50,000 African-Americans moved out from South looking for jobs. And then also this area uh, was not restricted for um, the people with color. Mm -hmm. I mean, back in the day, there were certain places that they had to live and not everywhere they can live. They could yeah. live. So Little Tokyo was one of the possibilities. And then 50,000. African-Americans move into this little town back can in I, the day. Can I jump in? Yeah. And just say, uh, racist people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason for that. I'm, right. I, I'm, not, I'm not just being mean to racist people. But you think about, like, right now one of the big issues in Little Tokyo is uh, gentrification. Yes. And all the uh, very rich, mostly white people who want to come in and take the land for themselves. 
we're looking at World War II. We're looking at an empty neighborhood. All these racist people had a chance to take all that land and make all the banks and Starbucks they wanted in the world. But instead, they decided to be racist and move all the black people into this neighborhood. Right. Like if they had not been racist, they would have a better business plan that would have executed what they want today anyway. But racist people are stupid. Right. So. <laughs> but it's just, it's not only like, yeah, it's racist because I mean, when you Earlier, you talked about Hitler. So, yeah. I mean, he's German. So, did German people, German Americans,、mm-hmm. went to camp? No. No, right? <laughs> no, no, because racist <laughs> people are stupid. <laughs> It's like, what's the difference? I mean,、uh, they were equally bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we are not the same people, though. I mean, they were not the same people. They were, bo- they were Americans. Yeah. The people, who <laughs> the people who went to camp, camp were American, American citizens. citizens. Some of them born here, many of them born as American. Father and grandfather,、yes. everybody. I mean, the third generation. I mean, it was so weird. But anyway, <laughs> and, <laughs> a crazy again, thing happened, right? I d- this is another thing I've been thinking about all week、yeah. is I don't trust racist people anymore because in the, in the 40s, They were like, we hate the Japanese. And they said it with 100% conviction. Like, this is a fact. Japanese people are evil.、Uh, here we are, less than half a century later, and we love Japanese people and we hate Hispanic people now. They, there's, I don't trust them. They're just making up what they hate when they need to hate、right. something convenient. It's so stupid. Anyway, they moved. Move forward. And then Brunswick was African American. You're,、oh, you're getting me very emotional with this. With these It's just really complica- compli- complex、um, yeah. situation here because also, okay, so little Japanese people were kicked out and African American people kicked, moved in. But、yeah. the reason why they moved in, because no other places they can. Could, they, I mean, they were. Isn't that strange that they, they couldn't live where they want, they, wherever they want? It was just like restricted. It is strange if you have a. Basic human heart. Right. It's very strange if you have a basic human heart. <laughs> if you don't, it's normal that black people should live over there and Asians should live over there. But if you are human, human. it's strange. Yes.、Right. Very strange. Born. You're getting me very emotional. <laughs> I should stop talking because I will say something that I shouldn't oh, say. Oh, no. But then,、oh, okay. So then, but positive note. Is, positive note. What, what's going what on in this Bronzeville? Bronzeville.、Like, so, okay. So you get the, you know, the background story. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the jazz scene. Yes. Blossomed here. I mean, is there any trace here? This jazz scene? No, no. Not much, right? I mean, but Charlie Parker. Mm hmm. And Miles Davis, back when he was 19 years old, they played together. So they're partying here, here. On, the, on the Shoten guy、yeah. in Little Tokyo. <laughs> yes. Because they can't go anywhere no, else. No, it's only two blocks away from here on the first street. That's wild. It's、uh, the club called the Finale Club. Awesome. And they were on the second floor. I mean,、mm-hmm. it's a tiny, tiny building, and the ceiling is so low, but they. Loved playing there. Charlie Parker moved from New York looking for jobs and、uh, drugs. 
And that's <laughs> Which what one was made. more important on his Both list? Both equally important. And he was having this great, great time here because it's freedom and also creativity. Mm-hmm. You see the same thing happening. And what are we seeing? Are we seeing like low income? Is it mid or is it everybody is partying together? The low income, middle income, high income, African Americans. I think it was mixed and everybody was like having good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wasn't there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm yeah. not expert. I wish we had a time machine. Time. Yeah, to, to, to look to at just it. Right? But back, I did yeah. my best to hire uh, or ask historians mm-hmm. and our writer uh, gave a bunch of interviews and, you know, digging the facts and yeah, get yeah. archival pictures and get help from Japanese American Museum to also uh, visual communication. Uh, they provided uh, a lot of information about Bronzeville and everything is brand new for me. So I just yeah, had to yeah, keep yeah. digging and collecting, but everybody was so helpful to, I mean, endless help I got. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep, you know, the information keep flowing in. But what is missing or was missing was photos, mm-hmm. archival photos not available. So it's like a, almost a tale or a myth. Yeah, like a legend. And then just legend. Yeah. And then I go, was it there? Yeah. Because it's only lasted three and a half years. So what happens after the war when the when the Japanese came back came out of the camps? Right, and then uh, some. Of course, people lost businesses, but people some people managed to buy the lease mm-hmm. again or bring the business together with yeah, the help yep, of yep, other yep, people. Yep. So they start, you know bringing the uh, the past back and then is recovering and some people actually moved to Seattle or some other places but uh, some people remained mm-hmm. and there was also a beautiful transition happened I mean of course it wasn't like beautiful yeah, yeah, at the yeah. beginning because there was a little you know not the fight but it was like you know resistance when Japanese came back and African American people were like where do we go right yeah, so yeah, then yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a moment where that they have to live together and, yeah. and coexist and some people were really, uh, you know, collaborative and you know, trying to work it out together and then live together. Yeah. But eventually, that restriction for African Americans to live certain places that was taken away. So um, they start moving out and you know places that they they want yeah. to live yeah. and and then seized out, I guess. So the little Tokyo went back to little Tokyo. Yep. Yep. But it, it it can't be only little Tokyo. Like it has to. It keeps some of the it, the history stays in the veins of right, the of the of the town, right? And it's um, good golly, I. So I have uh, some you know pictures to to share. And this book. is all the the question is this is all in the next edition of it DTLA is, the yes, book. Okay, because yes. this is it's a beautiful thing because um like. I look, I'm looking at politics now. I'm looking at how mm-hmm. our government is working. I'm looking at how we are treating foreigners as mm-hmm. a, as an America as a country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very upset. I'm very frustrated. I'm very angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and, and, and and we have to keep fighting for what we believe in and fighting for uh, love and equality to to be the most powerful force in the world. But afterwards when you look back and you can study the world is so complex history is so complex that you don't understand the beautiful things that are happening while they're happening mm-hmm. the the frustrating things feel very close and very strong right. but when you can look at it a little bit 
with with distance, you can start to see that there are complicated, beautiful things always, always happening. Right. <laughs> Please pull a question from the fishbowl. Okay. We're going to move on to that bit. Okay. I don't want to pull mine on. I want to pull yours out. <laughs> what did you get? How's your day? How's your day? So far, so good. Excellent. <laughs> next question. Oh, I'm next. My oh, turn. No, no, no. That one stays out. That one goes back in. I'm pulling number two. Oh, you're pulling number two. Yeah, what do you oh, think this is? This is okay. my oh, show. It's shows, the, yeah, right? geez, Louise. Oh, my God. Improv poetry. Can you do poetry? Oh, wait. I misunderstood this. This. Uh... Yes. So you ask me questions. You can ask me questions. Oh. We can, we can do anything. There are no rules. Oh, I misunderstood. Okay. Do you want me to do this one? Sure. sure yeah, sure. So okay. You improv. <laughs> Here we are in downtown LA, and Kayoko is having a wonderful day. <laughs> so, I pulled a picture. So can you just cut this one? Yes, fine. No, no, no. Do it on the microphone. No. <laughs> What's the so, question? Wait, so... We take turns. Anything is okay. If you pull the question and you want to ask me, you can ask me. You can ask yourself. I can ask you. I can ask me. Nobody can ask anybody. Anything is fine. Ah, there are no rules. There are no rules. rules at all. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. So my turn. Yes. Yeah. yeah let's see what you That got. I can do. Okay. Question for you. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. About hashtag me to movement. Yes. Anything you want to say? Um, uh, I think a lot has been said already. I don't think I can say anything new, except I do hope that the Me Too movement stays alive, it stays healthy, and it keeps moving forward. Do not let the momentum die on Me Too. Well said. All right. I have a... <laughs> I have a question that I forgot to ask you during oh. the main part of the interview. Okay. Who did you talk to for Bronzeville? Who have you been interviewing the businesses around here? Who have you been talking to, the, the entrepreneurs, the members of the community? Yes, I have been talking to Mariko, who is here. With little talk. Is that correct? Uh, little Tokyo Business Center. Little, Little Tokyo, Tokyo Service, Service Center, Center Small Business, Business Associates. Associate. Assistance. Assistance. Ah, we were so close. Ah, okay. You've been working Thank with Mariko. Mariko. How's she been helping you out? Like, she what's... connect me to everyone, and you know, so I got connected to Go Little Tokyo, mm -hmm. and then through them, I connected. I got connected to Visual Communication, mm -hmm. and then um, another person who actually made Bronzeville events two years ago, um, Maya Santos, and so everybody was pitching in, and then. Also, Japanese, a little Tokyo historic foundation, Bill Watanabe Society. I am so sorry to mispronounce their um, company, but little Tokyo historical society, Bill Watanabe. Bill, did he give me that tour? He did the historical 
Yeah, okay. I know Bill. Yeah, I know Bill, yes. So he took us, um, Mm -hmm. actually my writer and us, to to walk around this town. He is a good one to lead a tour around Little Tokyo. He he knows the place and he speaks about it very well. And then, um, then, so we talked to them, each one of them, via email or in person. And Mm -hmm. everybody is tremendously helpful. It's just unlimited help. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. It's my turn, right? Okay. Okay, let's see what we got. How do you define success? Oh. That's a big one. Yeah. Are you successful? I am successful. Okay. How do you define Uh, success? To be happy to do what you want. Okay. But it would be happier if I make million dollars, but money is not that important. I mean, it's important. It's important. You got to pay the bills and go to the exactly. doctor sometimes. So you have to be savvy about that. Yeah. And Mariko is helping me. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> How to be savvy about that. You know, at least we can survive yeah. through. Um, there's a skill to it and an understanding to it. But I get, I get the feeling talking to you that... Mm. Um, Nobody can take your happiness away. Like you're the kind of person. There's no, yeah. Nobody can kill it. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? Nobody can kill it. That's right. Correct. Excellent. Your turn. Ooh. All right. So we see. I'm asking you a question. You may. Oh my god, the long one again. Uh oh. Okay, if you had to live alive as an animal, which animal would you? Would you choose? Would you choose? And why? why? So if I had to live a life, if I had to live as an animal, what animal would I choose? It would be a bird. I would love to be able to just fly around wherever I wanted to go. That would be super (laughs) duper fun. That's nice. You? That's beautiful. Do you have an answer? Uh, I will be a penguin so I can swim and fly. No. Penguins don't fly. fly. Bad choice. You chose poorly. No, I will eat penguin then. You will, whatever eats a penguin, you want to be that animal, a polar bear? (laughs) All right, my turn. We'll do a couple more and then we'll get you out of here. Um, What other career would you most like to do and why do you think you'd be good at it? If you weren't, if you weren't doing DTLA, if you weren't in publishing or design. So graphic design is off the table. Then that would be um, interior design. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> Please. Okay. We'll do a couple okay. more and then we got to get you out of here. We're sure. having too much fun. Okay. Oh, it's the same question. Wait, which one is it? What do you mean? The same animal question. It's, you wrote an animal question? Yeah. I, okay, that's <laughs> fine. I'm taking next. Oh, God. Wait, why, why is that one no good? Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's yeah. no good. Okay. What have you got? Oh, what am I living for? This is a perfect one to end on. What are you living for? You. All right, we have to go. This has been the Hollywood Fishbowl. Love to talk to you guys more, but I've got other things to do today. All right, you want to you want to wind down? Yeah. Let's finish up. Okay. We have some goodbye music. This has been the Hollywood Fishbowl, and I've been your host, Jesse Kester. I will continue to be Jesse Kester as long as I live. If you liked what you heard, 
You can find us on the World Wide Web. Shorten that to www.hollywoodfishbowl.com. If you don't like the World Wide Web, but you do, do like Instagram and Twitter, we are at HW Fishbowl. But it is not about us. It is about our guest. <laughs> Kayoko, where can people find the projects that you are working on? Website. Okay, DTLA book for social media. DTLA book. And district8media.com for our company information. Beautiful. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so for much. coming on to the program. It was a joy. Thank you.